0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my non-binary friends, what the fluff is going on? We have a beautiful episode today. We have streamer, photographer, mother, factory worker, and just an incredible human being and such a beautiful conversation. Uh, Everyone, please welcome Triple Baby Brie. A.K.A. (laughs) Bree. Hello. Oh, well, hello. And I am already recording. So just freaking it's on. Let's go. How are you?
1: I am as good as I can be. How are you?
0: You know, same. I mean, well, no. I guess technically one could always be better in some way. But Very
1: true. Just you know, one of those days,
0: freaking Caldera. That's, I haven't
1: got a chance to play. I've heard mixed reviews.
0: Yes, yes, they are. They are quite mixed. I played Halo today.
1: Uh, wow that that yeah. interesting, huh?
0: Yeah, that was it, it, it. Was I'm still trying to figure out why it got to me so much because I've never set my Ever since ah, every update past Halloween of last year for Warzone has been absolutely tragic and sad and very underwhelming. Oh, I lied. Stadium. I really enjoyed when Stadium was introduced. Other than that, hasn't really improved much. So I I set my expectations quite low. But still, ended up. I I was almost in tears because it was just that disappointing.
1: I feel like there's always so much hype for an update or something new, but it's almost like anticlimactic because we all know how it's gonna end up.
0: Yeah. And did you did you uh <clears throat> did you see that ricochet isn't even out for the entire game yet?
1: I did see that. It, it's, That's wild.
0: There's truthfully i feel betrayed by the developers because this this game isn't ready for us there's still more time with verdansk truly i like this just doesn't maybe tomorrow maybe there was something with the fact that it only half the people got it but yeah maybe it gets fixed With everyone coming in.
1: I'm going to miss Verdansk a whole heck of a lot.
0: I am too. I really did enjoy it. I just feel like if they would have kept doing more with that current map, it could have been incredible. Absolutely. Doing exactly what Fortnite did. But yeah, that's, it is what it is. I'm still going to play. I also think leveling guns would help because there were a couple guns that were just you get hit twice and you're done so
1: did you ever play blackout
0: i did not i play well i I take that back i literally played one game at my friend's house and that was it and i was like oh this is really fun and then i totally forgot because i was in a relationship (laughs) and didn't play video games
1: what i like i i was terrible at the game uh it was my first battle royale type uh feel but what I loved about it is every season they changed the map up just enough to where we loved it. Like snow piles everywhere or during the fall, the trees would be orange. Like it was just awesome. What? Something, something simple like that would have done Verdance so good.
0: Aren't these the same developers as that too? Or is this completely I believe,
1: new? I believe so. I mean, it was Call of Duty, but I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs.
0: Oh my gosh
1: like literally piles of snowballs that you could pick up and throw at enemies. What? That Yeah, like just so interactive. It was amazing for that.
0: There were there was a little bit more inter okay, by more interactivity, I mean, there's a gas canister that you can hold and light on fire and stuff. Yes. But that's you know, otherwise Otherwise, I don't. I don't want this to exist on the internet with just me shitting on this game, uh, because Call of Duty, you guys have done really well. Uh, just as someone who cares a little bit too much about the game,
1: you let me down, and I don't like to be let down.
0: So please stop doing it to all of us.
1: Tomorrow will always be Thank better. You.
0: That is so true. At least we can hope it will be, or yeah, less we challenging. Hope. We can hope. So what? What is your? Is that a? Uh, a mantra what are your pma phrases do you have that is it just a state of being
1: um i just i don't know lately i've just been trying to keep it as positive as i can you know yeah like there's always that little voice inside that just wants to flip the script and go negative but there's something more that's like okay we can we can get through this i hear that yeah i guess i'm try
0: yeah that's that's the when does when does obviously if you can be positive the entire time that's ideal, but at what point does um, the negativity become, or crit, even criticism in general? When does that become too too much, and fit and mess with your own brain? Because.
1: For me um, personally I feel like I go in waves like sometimes the waves are really strong and I can't control it and then there's other times where like the water is kind of bumpy but I can kind of get a feel for what's coming next Um, but for the most part once when you hit rock bottom I feel like you just have to like grasp at straws and hope one is the one.
0: Agreed. Do you feel that it's in relation to the activity you're doing or do you feel it's more random? Do you feel a mix of both?
1: Definitely a fair mix of both because there's sometimes where like, I'm not doing anything, which might be why I try to stay busy so much. Um, because sometimes when I'm not busy, I feel like it creeps in a little bit more.
0: Yeah. What is that you're speaking of? Say more of that. Just negativity Um. or anything I don't specific.
1: i I've always kind of explained it, at least to myself, as kind of like a a shadow or like a darkness yeah. that tries to like take over your mind.
0: I hear that. I think yeah. I use like a storm cloud, same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's uncontrollable.
0: Yeah. Do you, what is the thing you care most about if, and this is just a strange question. So if you can think of it, God bless you. The thing that you care most about, but you're able to be the most chill with.
1: Oh man. I would have to say, Oh, I would ha- I mean, obviously the thing I care most about would be like my family. Yeah. But they also drive me crazy a lot too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As family should. That's why I feel maybe that one's not. That's just inherently
1: yeah, a stressor. That's I
0: mean. <laughs> but just in um, life, in your in your passions and your hobbies, what's something that it, like? Would you say that negativity would be stress? Is that, or would that be something? Uh, would that be something separate that you're dealing with?
1: I don't know if it would be separate. I think it's all kind of mixed up and all just one big ball of, you okay. Know, you know what I mean?
0: So negativity could be stress, anxiety. Yeah. A dep- yeah. Okay. 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 Awesome. I love 100%. that.
1: I can, I can physically tell, um, when I'm not being my best self and that mm. could be when I'm stressed or when I have a lot going on or if it's, you know, my kids are acting up or, you know, just. Little yeah. things I can physically tell where I'm like, okay, Brie, you need to step back and reevaluate and figure out a different way to go about things.
0: What is that feeling for you?
1: Um, it's usually like one of those days where you're so frustrated with things for no apparent reason, and then like your shirt will get caught on the doorknob when you're yep. trying to walk through the door. Yep, <laughs> and you're like okay, no, I'm so mad right now about this stupid doorknob. And then that's when I'm like, I'm being irrational.
0: No, and that's what... <laughs> that's when I know. No, and so what... So that... So your realizing of that is more cognitive of more, I just made an irrational or I'm 100%. having an irrational thought. It's not 100%. actually... Do you get any sensation? Do you get pit of the stomach? Do you get uh, little weight in your chest, anything like that? Or is yours mostly, your awareness is more cognitive?
1: Mine is more cognitive. Like, it's almost like... That is um,
0: amazing. I am so (laughs) fascinated by this. Okay, keep saying stuff.
1: It's really weird. It's almost like an outside force, like, slaps me on my head and is like, what are you doing? Like, you need to just calm down and go about it a different way now there are some days where I'm like nope I'm gonna stay on this path we're gonna be mean and miserable all day um, but then there's other times where I can snap out of it and figure out you know okay this is a fork in the road for today and we're gonna take this path
0: so what what determines whether you sit with it or you put it to the side is it what you have going on is it more of a yeah, necessity thing because, okay
1: well there's a lot of days where like, I can't be in a funk. Like I have Mm. a photo session coming up or something like that. So I have to figure out quick how to reassess my feelings or my emotions for the day and figure out how to make it better.
0: I love that. And I was just, yeah, there was just something on the man enough podcast about something similar about not only how to manage, but contain and it, or, and, and then be able to process later because you can't, or I don't want to say you can't do you find yourself taking a time to then process that stuff that you might've had to push back or does it like, is that a part of that ritual or would you say um, that it might end up in more of a reactive, uh, coming to the surface? Does that make sense? Is that? Yeah.
1: So. Okay. For me, in the moment, uh, I feel like I put it kind of like in a pot on the stove in the back burner or on the back burner. And then, you know, through the days, through the weeks, I'll add just a little bit more every day to it. And then eventually it just boils over. I see. I'm sure everyone's heard that analogy. Yeah. Uh, and then at that point, I have to literally take care of it.
0: And what does that look like for you? And how do you know you're at that point?
1: Uh, I know I'm at that point when I no longer can contain or, uh, relax myself. And okay. I usually, what I'll do is go to my room. Sometimes I'll write in my journal. I, I literally have a journal for every year of my life since like fourth grade.
0: Holy hell. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: And so I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I also have people that I vent to, yeah. uh, and sometimes I'll just come down to my game room slash where I edit and I'll do some photo editing because then I'm in like a completely different mode. And yeah. I just, I, I just, it just releases everything.
0: Interesting. Are you a crier? Is that it, any part of that? Or does it all depend on what you're, what you're working through?
1: Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to say I'm not a crier, yeah. but in the moment, not usually uh, okay. if, if I do cry, it's, because I watched, like, an emotional movie or something like that. Nice. And then that triggers, like, a spiral. Yeah. Um, but there are times where I just, like, uh, for example, the other day, I walked outside and it was snowing. And it reminded me of when somebody somebody that I lost uh, was in the wintertime. And then that snow brought back that feeling. And I just bawled all the way to the store.
0: Aww. It was, like, uncontrollable. Yeah.
1: But it's okay.
0: Did you, was it one of those, did you feel good after?
1: Uh, I don't know if I felt good after but it did feel better to like not hold it in
0: that's what I meant yeah was there I guess maybe not better was there a release was there a feeling of less tension for
1: sure nice for sure because we don't always have time to grieve no over people or I mean I feel like grieving defines so many different things you can grieve you know lost loved ones or things that you didn't get to experience throughout life like grief is so many different forms.
0: Yeah. You grieve parts of you that change. Like as you grow yes. through life, you, yeah, that's, that's the hard part. You like grieve your youth. You grief just different aspects of yourself. Yes, It's so powerful. Yeah. That's, uh, I think Glennon Doyle was saying it's life is just like living a bunch of tiny deaths and that's what it is
1: definitely Does, feels like it sometimes, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It's so, it's so strange. Even with like, such appreciation of where you're at and everything that happened, there's still that sadness there or that loss. And it's just oh, yeah. so.
1: There's definitely, for me personally, I have a lot of voids. And I'm so thankful for those voids because I wouldn't be who I am without them. But they're still there, and they'll probably always be there, and that comes back to grief. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Voids, would you mind speaking more about that?
1: Just, uh, so, for example, a lot of people already know, but I don't have the greatest childhood. Okay. Um, and so, when everyone else is talking about their childhood, it kind of sends me into, like, well, I don't have the best one. Yeah, And I have a hole where I wish I had a better one so that I could come back and, like, experience all these good conversations. But I don't always have those. Yeah. Do
0: you ever spend time, like, grieving that or just trying to heal? Like, how does one heal from that? How do you?
1: I have not figured that out yet.
0: Yeah that's so wild
1: yeah and i think a lot of people don't realize that you can carry any kind of trauma um forever oh yeah
0: jeez i'm sorry you had to go through that
1: it's it's not like i, I don't want anyone to be sad about it it's it's something that no, I, I mean you know and through streaming especially i've related to so many people i don't want to say like i have a terrible childhood but there's yeah. these things like my parents were split up i i bounced around several different homes like that kind of thing so yeah. like i never felt stable but now it's like i know how to give that to my family and if i didn't miss out on those things as a child i don't know that i would be able to provide that now you know what i mean yeah
0: and yeah in a way it sounds like you have sort of healed that by just being that for your... You're literally just being that for yourself. Yes. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful way of going about it. How... Sometimes
1: it's the only way.
0: Hey, hey freaking men, dude. <laughs> what has been the biggest benefit of streaming through your healing? And then what's been the most difficult aspect in terms of your mental health with streaming? Because that's a double-edged sword.
1: It is. Uh, so one of the most beautiful things is providing like a home for people that feel like they don't have one. Yeah. You know, I've had a couple people reach out to me specifically and say, thank you for being a late night gamer, because without that, you know, I would sit in my room and not have anywhere to go and just be in my thoughts. And so, you know, really just thank you for being on so late.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And then um, some of the issues obviously we have with, The constant want to get bigger and grow as a streamer, but also just not feeling like there's enough of you to go around.
0: Yep. Wow. And how do you navigate that?
1: Well, well, (laughs) when uh, I took a long hiatus, like a two or three month hiatus back in, I think it started in May, maybe June. I don't remember.
0: Can you talk Um, us through what led to that?
1: Yeah. So originally, well, the first thing was my son had a cancer scare. He was not even two years old yet. Okay. So that was Uh like what started it. And then um, I had heart issues that I didn't know I had and then was diagnosed with uh, a heart aneurysm. So that happened. And then it was like we got hit with COVID and then my son had to have surgery. So it was just like a lot of things that I was trying to deal with all while still dealing with the mental atmosphere of streaming and being a photographer, but also a full-time mom and a full-time worker. And so I decided that streaming had to just be put to rest for a little bit.
0: Yeah. And this was this
1: March? Um, I think it started in May.
0: <clears throat> oh, May. Pardon me. Pardon me. No, okay. Wow. And what?
1: May or June. I don't remember exactly when.
0: Okay. And what was it just, what were you doing to to prepare yourself to come back to streaming or was it a yeah like what was your objective in that time off was it i need to be better for me i need to i want to be better to get back to stream like how did how did your healing and your self-care what did that look like in that time and then what brought you back when when did you finally decide like oh my gosh i'm ready
1: well, I started talking to a lot of people that had similar things going on in their life to see how I could like work through them. So there was that. I continued writing a lot. Um, but to be honest, I went into like a really dark space for probably like a month. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't I don't know how I do it, but I always seem to like pull myself out of it. You know, everybody preaches like take medication do this and do that and nothing against that. But like I've tried medication and I just, I can't bring myself to do it. It, it makes me almost feel like reliant, I guess. Yeah. And I want to be able to be strong um, for my own self. So I just kind of work through the dark days and I figure it out somehow. I don't, I, I don't have an answer to how I figure it out, Yeah. but I just, I just get there somehow. And, um, I honestly didn't know if I was going to come back to streaming. I was kind of just ready to sell all my stuff. I actually unfollowed a lot of people just because I kept getting notifications, and it made me um, not angry, but, like, that could be me, or I really could yeah. miss that. But also, <clears throat> like, this is really annoying to see people going on with their great lives, you know? Yeah. And so I unfollow people, but not out of like, not out of anger, just like I need a break like yeah. all together.
0: I need to not see this. My brain yeah. just needs to be away from that space.
1: Yeah. And then over time, you know, things just gradually start to get better. I feel like once you hit that rock bottom, there's always like a better day. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple of days later, there might be another better day or at least like a better time frame. And then you just, I don't know, you just kind of keep hoping for more light to come in.
0: How? Uh, yeah. And it's, I want to know just how you keep that patience. Cause that is sometimes, do you feel like that was, was it something you learned as an adult? Was it something that you feel like you just had bouncing around and all of that as a child? Was there always just a, there has to be better or was that something you had to adopt as an adult?
1: I think I learned probably as a child, that I had to be my own supporter Mm. and that just that that sense just kind of got bigger as I grow into an adult you know obviously I'm married and um, I have a very supportive husband but at the end of the day um, we all need to be strong for ourselves and that's something that I try to never lose because I feel like if I lose that then like my foundation is gone
0: yeah holy wow Damn, you're. I'm getting. Did you, uh, do you watch Joe, uh, or listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, or have you watched the episode with Jewel specifically? I have not. Oh my gosh. I, you have a very similar style to her in that you, I, I mean, I don't know your specifics, but her childhood was absolutely awful, terrible. But, that was her sort of her framework was I'm not going to be another statistic. I'm not going to be like, there has to be a way that I can make this. And just through journaling and through developing her own little systems was able to develop this incredible mental attitude and way of going about life to just kill it. And that's absolutely so incredible. I I, I know mine wouldn't have been, mine definitely was not from, or at least did not start from a place of that, I, I don't know, internal drive. I, I don't even know how to label it. But just from your inside. Mine was more external and then like, oh, shit. All right, slowly starting to realizing it and uh, and then coming to. But that's so incredible. And that you were able to do it from so young is awesome.
1: Yeah, I- I definitely think, um, growing up the way that I did and I, I, I have great relationships with my parents now. Um, but I definitely think growing up the way that I did, it, it taught me a lot of like self-awareness and I, I, I did, honestly, I did feel alone a lot, but I think that's a lot of why I am the way that I am today. And because I did feel so alone.
0: And what what would you describe as the way that you are?
1: <clears throat> uh like I, I feel like I could survive anything.
0: Mm. That's awesome.
1: But there definitely are days where I'm like, I I don't know how I'm gonna get through. Yeah. But then you just do. Like there's just there's just something that you just do.
0: And you said you have journaling. Are there any other Ways, other practices that you're doing, or is it literally just you journal and then your brain just saying, like, now nah, we're gonna do it?
1: So, I remember I was in your stream, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, but somebody asked you if you had ever tried to write and you were like, well, I don't, I'm more of a talker type deal. Yeah. And I wrote in there and I don't know if you've seen it, but there's so many different ways to journal. Like you can write to yourself, but for me personally, I write to someone else. Mm. They don't ever get it, but I yeah. always, I always like, I always write as if I'm writing to someone else. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I get through to it because I, I also, I kind of feel like that, my journals get somewhere like somebody yeah. out there is reading them and it's helping other people. I know it sounds really weird, but that's, no, how, that's... I always, that's how I started it when I was in fourth grade, my four, four, fourth grade little self. And uh, it just kind of stuck. But I also 10 years ago, I started writing a novel and I don't know that I'll ever finish it, but that has helped tremendously too, because there's a lot of things in my past in that novel that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice. It's like, you kind of just bleed on paper
0: bleed. Wow. I've never heard that before. That is, that's beautiful actually. Do you, do you go back and ever read your journals or is it pretty much just gone after that?
1: Sometimes like sometimes I'll go back and skim through some and a lot of them are super funny. Some of them are really dark. And because I, I, you know, when I was little, I used to write every day, whether it was a good day or a bad day. Now I really only write when it's a bad day because I don't have time to always write the good stuff. But it is kind of nice to go back and see all the good things that did happen, even though I was going through some of the hardest times in my life.
0: Yeah. Jeez. And how does, uh photography play into all of this because I mean journaling novel even streaming you are clearly a creative uh how does photography fit into all of this and you also okay and then I'll, I'll ask more questions <laughs>
1: uh so I don't I don't know how it fits in I don't know where it started because I can't remember. I was actually thinking about this earlier because I saw an episode of America's Next Top Model, which I didn't even know that was still on TV, but I remember watching that as a child. And I always watched it, but I didn't watch it for the show. I watched it because I like to see the end of the pictures. Nice. And that, that is like when I think it really started. Like I was really interested in like the setup and the scenes and stuff like that. And then literally every Christmas I would ask for a new camera. And then... um I realized that I had more of a passion than I thought during high school when everybody was like, what are you going to do after high school? And I had no idea. Like I didn't get the calling to be a teacher or a doctor, nothing. I had no idea what to do. And then I took my graduation money and bought a camera and then it just spiraled into what it is now.
0: That's awesome. So how long have you been photographing professionally now?
1: I would say probably eight years, Damn. Even, though I, even though I started so much longer or I started longer than that, but I didn't always charge. You ah, know, I, see. I, I started, you know, $20 a session just so that I could learn Yeah. some, you know, some even free, you know?
0: Oh my God. Wait, would you mind me asking how old you are?
1: I'm 29. Okay, I thought so.
0: I was like, but I was like, wait, eight years? Holy hell! Wait, dang, you have done. And then, okay, so photography, streaming. You mentioned working as well. Do you have another job?
1: Um, I'm a full time factory worker. What in the shit? You yeah, are so- okay. Say more. Um, I work for. And I don't want to like upsell it or anything like that because it's not glamorous, but I work for um, a GM supplier that makes heavy duty axles for the Silverado line.
0: And how long have you been doing this? 10 years. And how does one get into this?
1: Well, it used to be you had to know somebody to get in there, but now uh, times are tough and everybody just, we're just trying to get anyone we can at this point.
0: And what I meant like what got you, how did you start at a freaking factory working on axles (laughs) for Silverados? I
1: started started my first job my junior year of high school working for a printing company, Um, just like a small little gig. And And you're from
0: where? Pardon me. Sorry.
1: I am from Michigan.
0: Okay. Continue.
1: Ah. Um, Yeah. Factory life. Um, So... (laughs) I started my first job when I was 17, working at a little printing company. And I realized, you know, every paycheck that I got that I wanted more. And that was kind of like my drive. That's when my drive started. Like I wanted to be successful. So my stepdad at the time, he worked there at um, the factory and he was able to help me get a job in there. And then it just stuck. I only wanted to be there for like a year to get money for school. And then I decided that I didn't want to go to school. And so now I'm almost 11 years in and I'm not really sure what the future holds, but I'm sure I'll be there for a while yet.
0: What do you do there?
1: So I'm on their final assembly line. So the parking brakes, I specifically install the hubs. And then, you know, beyond that, the shafts, rotors, I mean, all the stuff that you can look under your truck and see, that's what we do. What? That's so cool. It sounds cool, but it's, you know. The same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Holy, so, wow. How, I am always fascinated by people who do a lot, let alone mothers with kids who do so many other things. Like, what is your... What is your me time? Is that just journaling? Is that, do you get any? Is it the drive I, to and from work?
1: I, yeah, I don't really have any me time.
0: Oh, um, and is that, uh, is that one of those, uh, negativity things like it at some point you're just like i need to be alone or are you pretty okay
1: oh for sure yeah for sure like sometimes i'll take the long way home sometimes i sit in my car in the driveway before i go inside because i know that's where the madness is yeah um but i mean i i do you know when i do my photo sessions too that's like kind of like my getaway too
0: i see so would that be your yeah, with that, I, I mean, you do you have time for hobbies? Is that the the hobby that fortunately you get to get paid for, and then streaming, of course.
1: Yeah, basically, because I love both of them. They're not like, I mean, they're both jobs. Yeah, it's a lot to handle, but I love them. I love, you know, as soon as I hold my camera, it's almost like I'm not even there anymore. My body just kind of goes. Yeah, and then with streaming, it's it's just. I mean you know it's just fun. Yeah. Even with the the ups and downs of it, it's just fun.
0: What's your favorite part of streaming? Besides the having the community, like what is is it playing certain games, is it challenges with chat, is it or I guess I should phrase it as this, do you have a favorite stream moment that you can remember?
1: Um, I would say getting to meet so many different people that I've played with. Mm. Some people just, I don't know, like I have a weird sense of humor and I love getting to meet people that can give it right back to me. And I just remember there's so many moments where I'm cry- i am a crier when I laugh and I, I would just be crying on stream from laughing so hard, just from having so much fun.
0: I love that. I'm the same. I cry, laugh so hard. I just cry with everything. Anger, laughter, joy. There's tears adjoining. It's good. It's good to cry. It's so, it feels lovely. But that's so cool. And then what is your favorite aspect of shooting? You do mostly portraits, Um, yeah? Or of people? Portrait, yeah? Yes. Okay.
1: I obviously love meeting new people, but I love the behind the scenes stuff. I love editing. Really? Really? Yeah, I can get lost for hours. Like you know when you you start streaming and sometimes you're just having such a good time you don't even realize 4 or 5 hours went by. Oh yeah. And that's how I am when I'm editing pictures like sometimes I, my you know my husband's calling downstairs like, "Hey Bree, are you going to come eat?" like
0: <laughs> I love <dinner> that. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so what's what's a day in the life of Bree then with all of these put together?
1: Okay, so I Wake up about 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Get, I usually lay in bed till 5.32 because I'm super tired. Nice. And then I'm out the door by like 5.45. Okay. And I get to work. I work from 6 o'clock till 2. And then I get my kids. We hang out for a little bit. Sometimes I have a photo session or two in between um, work and stream, but I stream at eight o'clock at night and then I go to bed around midnight and then I'm, I do it all over again. How do you survive
0: on five hours?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Everyone asks, everyone asks, you know, some of my friends are like, cause sometimes even after I stream, I'll get on cause I'm just so wired. I'm not ready for bed yet. And I'll start editing and I'm posting pictures on Facebook and people are like, how are you awake at one o'clock in the morning? When you have to be up at five, and I, I, I don't know.
0: Do you partake in any extracurriculars, alcohol, I cannabis? I
1: no. I mean, I, I lately I've been having a drink or two here and there, but okay. nothing else.
0: Dang. And I assume you've always had this work ethic, this drive.
1: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I think. I think for me. Being busy is key. I think once I, when when I'm not busy, I kind of, that's when I start to sink back down into that, that funk just because I'm not, I'm not doing anything. My mind's not occupied.
0: That's so interesting. So you don't, do you, so you don't really have any mindless things. Like, are you big TV? Do you watch TV at all? Is it or are you pretty much always active in whatever activity it is that you're doing? If that makes sense.
1: Uh, if I can watch TV, I I love watching TV. I love watching movies. We love going to the movies. Granted, COVID has yeah shifted a lot of that process, but we love movies. I love reality TV. Um, but usually when I'm home, I don't have a lot of time to watch TV, so. That's a bummer, but usually after a stream, I'll watch something.
0: Jeez. That is. I don't even. Wow. You are a remarkable human being. That's. That's so cool. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I would. Because, I mean, anyone who's able to take, regardless of how you do it, I mean, the fact that it's so internal is incredible. Because, I mean, of course, anyone getting to that positive or being aware and choosing actively working in their brain to choose the best thing for themselves isn't always something that you're able to figure out yourself. Sometimes you have to get into it so many other ways. And so it's always wild when someone's just able to be like, no, this is kind of like, I already know this is out there and I need to find a way to beat it. And then you do. And that's just so cool.
1: It's really hard sometimes. I, my family has a lot of mental illness, um, strung out through different members of the family, and so I kind of see bits of myself within them. Yeah. And I mean, they're totally functioning people, but I can see where I might have gotten some of those traits, and I wanna, I always try to like get ahead of them. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: That really does. Do you have, I mean, do you have any diagnosed mental illness? If I may ask and feel free to not answer.
1: I've never been officially diagnosed with anything. Um, when I was in middle school, I think my mom took me to the doctor for depression because I was super tired and, you know, just kind of in one of these dark spots and she didn't really know what else to do. The doctor looked at me for five and a half seconds and said, here's a bottle of whatever the F medication it was, go take it, and sent me on my way. And that was kind of like the start of, I didn't like that. You didn't even try to help me, but you want to give me medication. And I think that might be like the stem of where I'm like, okay, I can do this because I never took them.
0: Really? That's interesting.
1: And there's sometimes like this year when I went through all of my stuff, you know, I had a couple of people saying it's OK to go to the doctor and, you know, possibly get something for how you're feeling. And I almost did because I was I was I mean, just just super lost. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't. And some days are harder than others, but. I don't know, sometimes I'm like, am I making this hard on myself for any particular reason? Like, could it be easier if I chose, you know, medication or yeah. other routes? Of, you know, self-medicating, and I don't know the answer, but I don't know that I'll ever know.
0: What commits you to you? What? I mean, even just saying that. Really?
1: I'm so stubborn.
0: So, like, again, just <laughs> I don't
1: a... swear. I don't swear. I, I literally have never said a swear word. It's stupid. Ever? Ever. Um, just
0: because you won't? Like you've just because decided. I, won't.
1: I am that stubborn. And I've had people offer me money and like concert tickets, and I just won't. Like it's it's just not in my vocabulary.
0: Do you think swear words
1: ever? Not like is really, that everything no. you have to filter? Not really. What? It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest. I swear my wires are crossed somewhere because I, I it's just not there.
0: I just found a new life goal.
1: It's so crazy to find uh, a way to
0: have you swear.
1: My dad, you know, he'll talk to my husband sometimes, and he'll be like, "You, I know that you know she's said you know this or that," and my husband's like, "No, she really hasn't." Like, I, I, no matter how mad at me she is, she never swears. I. So I am just uh, stubborn.
0: I really want to know. Um, okay, never mind. Continue. Like, not what do
1: you want to know? I have to know now. Like, not even in in the boudoir? No, what?
0: (laughs) There's I am blushing so hard. ah! Okay, okay, all right. We're gonna get over this. We're gonna do it. We're gonna get over this. Why? Do you remember why this started? Do you remember how this started? Yep. Okay.
1: So, okay. I got mad at my stepmom one day, and I wrote in one of my journals that she was a uh, b B-word, so to speak, and I spelt it wrong even. And anyways, they somehow, my, my stepmom found it and I got in so much trouble for it that since that day that I wrote that word in my journal, I have never said nothing. You haven't written one?
0: There's never been a cuss word near you unless it's been uttered by someone else. Correct. Does it make you uncomfortable when other people cuss? No, not at all. You're just like, not for me. Mm -mm. Oh my god! This Oh, that is so incredible. That are, do you have any other I don't even want to call it stubborn cuz that's just self-will. Like do you have any other of those?
1: Uh No, I mean I guess as far as like so Growing up, you know, the high, high school and college phases, uh, granted, I didn't go to college, but I was invited to several parties. I totally bypassed that stage, decided it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, never really, I never smoked anything, never got into anything like that. I didn't even really drink. I still don't really even drink. Like, I'm the most boring person.
0: That's not um, boring. It also seems like you have a lot going on, so it's not possible for you to be born, you a
1: lot going
0: on. <laughs> you don't stop, do
1: you? Stop? No, not really. That is so wild. Like I posted, I posted a picture that I took of a little girl, and she's making this expression. And I, you know, my caption to it was, "Is it Friday yet?" Then after I posted it, I was thinking, "Well, Friday doesn't really mean anything because I'm shooting a wedding on Saturday. Then I work Sunday." And then I go, you know, the rest of my work week continues and I never am really getting a day off.
0: When was the last day off you've had?
1: Um, I took this Monday or last month. No, sorry, this Monday off. But I was working the whole time doing pictures. So even though like I take vacation from my job, I'm never really vacationing.
0: I mean, do you uh, so then do you remember the last time you took Like an actual day off. You didn't edit photos. You didn't take photos. You weren't working at the factory.
1: Probably Vegas.
0: See, and I was almost going to exclude Vegas. (laughs) Excluding Vegas.
1: I did did work Vegas. Um, See, and that's. (laughs) That's, you know. But that was
0: also still. I I, I will. Okay. I can let that slide because that's with friends. That's still work. But that's that's like play. That's play. Let's it be was honest. it was
1: it was amazing. I definitely I mean 2 days of my trip was dedicated to work, but it was still amazing um at the same time.
0: Yeah. And then so, so then before Vegas?
1: Um I couldn't tell you.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I really could not tell you.
0: See, and this it's- is this is why I have to work on my own self-guilt cuz it's like I I take 2 days off Come back for a day, have a half bad day, and I'm like, uh, I want to go back to doing nothing. <laughs> and then you're like, Well, yeah, I've had a day off a couple months ago. It was nice. I still work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you definitely have to find a good balance. It's I know for me, uh like if I just continue being busy, I'm good. But it, it's then when I do take a break where I'm like, Oh, I could get used to this. Really? And I don't want to be busy anymore.
0: <laughs> so, oh, so it's not even that the negative thoughts creep in when you're less busy, but you also just enjoy not being busy a little too much sometimes.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Uh, I mentioned like vacation blues Yeah, um, a couple of times to you, and I definitely get those like, wow, this is really nice. Not having any obligations and not having to worry about you know, what pictures I have going on this week or what the kids are doing, what sports we have to be at, what doctor appointments, you know, it's, it was so nice in Vegas because we were just, we were just there and there wasn't anything. And yeah. it was like, it was weird. Like, you know, it was almost like on a high.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's dude. And the crazy thing was, it was still work in a way.
1: In a way. <laughs> My but- mom always says you have a hustler brain. You do, and I've definitely, I've definitely learned that that's probably the most accurate description of who I am. Because whatever I'm doing, I always find a way to—I don't want to say make money off of it, but be successful with it.
0: Interesting. And would you say be successful is usually monetarily uh, achieved, or is it that? it just so happens that the things you're getting skilled at, you can monetize. Uh,
1: Definitely both. Like okay. for example, my husband and I, we made a COVID purchase. We got a side-by-side. um, So like a, an ATV off-road vehicle type deal. And I told him, I was like, Oh, Like, this is where my brain is, where he's like, we can go on all these amazing trips and have a good time. I'm like, we can put a plow on that and you can plow during the winter and make some side cash. (sighs) Nice. That's where my brain is.
0: (laughs) Wow. So you are a, a, how can we make money off of this thing?
1: Basically, I, I feel like whatever we're doing, whatever anybody is doing is a chance to have some type of success, whether it's big or small.
0: And are you defining success monetarily?
1: Not necessarily. No. Okay. But that's always a perk.
0: Yeah. So where, so was that always a part of your stay busy as well? Was that incorporated into your stay busy or was that something that came a little later?
1: Uh, That definitely came a little later. Like I said, there was, you know, three years when I was doing pictures where I was, not I mean, I wasn't making anything. no yeah. no money was achieved. Uh, just because I was building a portfolio and trying to save up for you know a new camera or a new lens, which a lot of that stuff is not cheap. No
0: not <laughs> and, even close.
1: yeah, so um, no, I wouldn't say that it's always been monetarily based.
0: when do you remember when that started? Like when that idea popped in your head, was it with photography and then bleeded and in, bled into other things?
1: Yeah, there was. So with photography, it was just one day out of the blue. Someone said, hey, Bree, I missed out on seeing your pictures. Do you think you could take a couple for me? I'll give you, um, I think it was 20 bucks at the time, something like that. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm not doing anything. Let's go. And then I had a couple more people ask me. And then that just is where my photography career started because I was like, wow, I can actually make something out of myself and do something I love at the same time. And then as I saw that, I was like, well, what else do I love that I can be successful with, but also make money too? Because ultimately I want to get out of the factory. The factory is breaking my body, but I can't do that because I don't have um, a college education. Yeah. I, I basically put a bet on myself at 19 years old, that I could be successful without going to school.
0: I love that. Was that intentional? You did place that bet with yourself?
1: Kind of. Yeah. Because I just, I don't know, growing up the way that I did, I feel like life is too short to be anything but happy. And I know that sounds cliche, No. but I'm not willing to sacrifice that happiness.
0: And would you say that that your current factory job is contributing to the happiness? Or would you say, like, how, yeah.
1: I, honestly, a lot of people hate the job. I don't mind it. I go there. I, I get to listen to music all day. I get to listen to your guys' streams all day. Oh, really? Have, you get to have them on? Just yeah, earbuds or something? Have, yeah, we don't have any, like, nobody really bothers us. We just go for eight hours a day, and then we go home. So it's kind of like a little... I don't want to say break because we are working but at the end of the day you know 10 years later my shoulders jacked up my hands have you know uh, uh what's it called like carpal tunnels starting my back Holy is hell. Here, you know there's just and I try to explain that to people because while they see me like not doing a whole lot at work like it's it's a lot
0: yeah that adds up over 11 freaking years
1: yeah for sure hey you know wh- we we lift 25 Pounds, four hundred times a day. Some people lift more than that. So,
0: oh, you're freaking strong as shit, huh?
1: Not really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just for that one I piece of equipment, I
1: can't do a push up to save my life. But I can pick up a 25 pound hub four hundred times. Does it make sense? I mean, it does. That's
0: a pull motion. True. You know. So if there's anyone that has a car stuck on someone, you are the person to come and lift it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll try.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Do you do you see yourself is there an end goal for the factory? I know you mentioned earlier that you it's still a couple years. Is that something you see being able to happen soon with photography? Is there a, a timeline with that?
1: So my ultimate goal is to get out of the factory and become a full-time photographer. However, because of streaming, it's kind of opened all these doors that I never expected, but I always wanted. Yeah. Um, like traveling, you know, I, I was able to travel to Vegas for the convention, but also I was able to do um, photos of the girls and now they're reaching out to me saying, hey, do you want to go here with us for pictures? Do you want us to come there so we can get some pictures? Like, it's kind of amazing Oh yeah. how that's opened the door.
0: I love that. So does that, I mean, so does, what does that mean for factory?
1: Um, I, I would ultimately, I would love to quit, but I'd also one day if I, if I plan on staying there, I would like to become salary at one point. How long do
0: you have to work there to get that?
1: It's, I mean, typically you're supposed to have an education to even be considered, but because, because of um your skill and what you know some people get hired in a salary just because of that
0: i see interesting so would you would you take photography full time over salary
1: absolutely 100%
0: nice what would be your dream photo shoot
1: <clears throat> oh that's so hard um Probably somewhere in Alaska or the mountains anywhere with mountains be, just because it's beautiful.
0: Okay, green or snow? Either. Either or. Okay. Either or. Just a hill?
1: Yep. <laughs> um and it could be a couple or a family, but I would just I would just love that kind of scenery because we don't have that here in Michigan. We have farmland and that's it.
0: Really? I did I would have thought there were more hills and stuff.
1: No, I mean, there are some, but not like, not like that. Not even close.
0: Interesting. And that's, intre- and it's also lovely that you'd like a family or a couple. Yeah. And, and that's
1: not- what I do. I love working with families, but I also really like the more like model type photography, like what you've seen with um, links and lady yeah. and uh, queen eliminator. I love those types of sessions too, where it's more like, well, theirs was in a hotel, but you know i have my studio and i love that kind of feel too so i love it all
0: i love that's so fascinating what are do you have any photography inspirations or is it more of just i i, I like that
1: it's more of a i just like that there's so there's so many good photographers out there and there's so many different um no two no two photographers are the same yeah And it's just amazing that what you see and what you take a picture of, I can take a picture of the same exact thing, but it will be totally different. And that just, that just fascinates me because that's, I mean, that's life. Like what you see, what you, when you look at me, you see something completely different than when I look at me.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. That's awesome.
1: I just love it all. I love everything down to the technology, to the editing, to the people. I, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, I never had a calling for anything else but this.
0: So would you say that photography is your calling?
1: I would definitely. And I struggled with that for a long time because, you know, I grew up with my dad in my ear saying, whatever you do, you need to be something that if the world ends one day, they will need you. And so I I was always dedicated to going to school and being something that I would be needed. You know, I, I needed that. Yeah. And so when I chose not to go to school, I got a lot of flack for it. Um, but then, you know, a couple of years ago, my dad was like, you're, you know, I'm proud of you. So So keep going. It's just amazing. It's just amazing because the one person that I tried not to let down, I did let down because I didn't go to school. But then for him to turn around and say, wow, like, you're actually doing this. Like, it's doable.
0: Dude, where does that strength come from? Is it, is it still just you knowing what's best for you? Because especially, I mean, a, a father, like, that's I, that's just something so strong to be able to. Go against that level of pressure, if you will.
1: I, um, I don't know. I think it comes back to being stubborn. I always have been Mm. the person to go against the grain, the black sheep, if you will. I've always been like that. And sometimes I know it's intentional. Like I'll be like, Nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something completely different because I, I, I don't ever want to not stand out. Like I have a fear of being, I don't want to say forgotten, but I want to stand out all the time. Really? Yes. Ah. Which is totally weird because I get super anxious. (laughs) Like, like in Vegas, I was super anxious to meet a lot of people. Oh yeah. But then you do and it just, it just works. I don't know.
0: Where, where does that come from?
1: The anxious? No, the... the anxiety?
0: No, the... It, the betterness, in a way, of just...
1: Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't know if I want to say it's, a, a, like, a feeling to be better. I just...
0: Not better. That that was the wrong word. But continue. I didn't I, mean better.
1: Uh, no, 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 I get what you're saying. Um, no. Um, I just... Especially with photography... The market is so oversaturated. So if you're if you're not fighting to stand out, you you lose. Yeah. And I learned that um, early on in my career, and I've applied that to a lot of things in my life. I see. You know, with streaming too, I've had a lot of people come in my chat, and they're like, "Wow, you're a girl, and you're not wearing a low cut shirt or something like that," which I don't mind. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I always say that when they come in my chat and they say that, I'm like, well, what, what would it matter if I was, you know? Yeah. But for me, I'm, I'm coming on the stream wearing a t-shirt. I'm coming on the stream wearing a hoodie. Like I don't get dressed up. It's just like, I just want to be different, I guess.
0: And that's what I meant. I didn't mean, yeah, I didn't mean better. I meant different.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's,
0: that's so cool. Yeah. My, uh, My, do you, uh, does your, that this is where my brain was going. Does your need for stubborn slash differentness, uh, ever inconvenience you? Like it's uh, not inconvenience you. Is it ever irrational? And are you aware of it or are you intelligently stubborn? And if it makes sense, you'll give in. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I would say there's probably been a couple of times where both both scenarios I can see.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, like, there was a studio that I really, really wanted. It was in my hometown, and financially, it didn't make sense, but I wanted to do it so bad because I would have stood out. It would have been amazing. Um. But it, would, it, it was almost one of those things where, like, if you're going to jump in, you need to do it with both feet. And I wasn't there yet. I wasn't there yet with both feet. So I told myself, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, Even though that would have been such a great opportunity, yeah. I knew that it wasn't the right time.
0: I see. And, no, I, I mean, uh, sorry, I should get, I, I'll give an example. Um, My ex, it used to be, like, she was so stubborn that, if you just asked her to do one thing, she'll do the opposite. Like you, you don't tell me what to do, even though it wasn't like a tell you what to do oh, type yeah, of thing. Sure. Is there that that's I'm more
1: super, I'm like stupid stubborn. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's I just wanted uh, to know that. Cause that's always funny when someone knows they're stubborn and they know the extreme level to which they are, but it's just like, again, stubborn in their stubbornness of just what the fuck do you want? Yeah. That's how it's going to be. Yeah
1: yes oh for sure and I'm I'm 100% aware of those times and my husband will be like just chill out
0: and how does that go
1: Um, I usually get in my car and go for a drive (laughs) 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 I'm one of those like I'm gonna go calm down
0: that's lovely okay well good on you for being able to do that again very aware you are a very aware human being
1: I try to be, but there's also times where it just I'm just not
0: Yeah. Again, that that's human.
1: But yeah. It,
0: yeah, that's yeah, we all have those moments where there's a couple minutes or or whatever just happens and you're like, Wait, what was that? What what was my who was that in a way?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: And it's managing my... those.
1: My husband all the time will go you're acting like your mom right now and I'll think about that statement after you know the heat of the moment is over and I'm like oh I am acting just like that
0: <laughs> so is that a uh is that a wake up button for you
1: kind of although like my mom is the sweetest person but like my it goes back to those mental illness things um she has like bipolar and stuff like that. And she's very open about it. She talks about it. Um, but I can see maybe where like my mind wants to go there, but then there's something in me that like I'm holding onto the doorframe before I get there. And I'm just holding it so tight that I don't fall in. So I don't know.
0: And what is there any way you can walk us through what you're like, what that internal dialogue is happening? Like, how are. How are you able to hold on? What is that feeling like? What is that? What are those thoughts to yourself like?
1: Uh, it just goes back to like grasping at straws. Like you don't want to, you don't want to be this way. That's, that's what I say mm. all the time in my head. Like you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. So just hang on a little longer. And then eventually, you know, your other hand gets stronger and you're able to grab the door frame a little harder and pull yourself up.
0: That's beautiful. Because, yeah, that's, uh, it's one of those how people, an exercise or whatever to get over anxiety. And it's you put yourself in a extremely anxious situation. Allow yourself to just do that. And then after you realize that you didn't die and that you can do it. And it's literally, yeah, it's just holding on. That's, I'm stealing that. (laughs)
1: it's uh that's
0: that's so beautifully true just waiting until that extra hand gets strong enough and then you can pull yourself up and then maybe you're gonna get your chest out and then maybe you slip again and then maybe you get that chest out and then maybe you that's that's wow
1: as long as you don't let go of that one hand you can be yeah you can make it
0: holy hell
1: definitely been a long road to uh finding like any kind of internal peace yeah but once you find that I feel like life gets so much easier and like I said I have so many dark days and I'm so thankful for like the warm people in my life that light the way when those days get dark but like if you can just find that internal strength when you do get there it helps so much
0: do you remember when, I mean, was again that always there or was there, was there that moment where you were like, I, I can do it? I don't even know if that's um, a proper question. I'm just still I, so enamored by it. Like that's so, ah, oh, that analogy was so crazy.
1: I don't know if there was like a moment because I've always felt that way. Like I've always, I've always felt like as long as you have that hand there and you're never fully taken over by this emotion, you'll be okay. Um, But I do remember one of the biggest moments of my life was when I was seven, I was living with my mom, but then I got moved in with my dad and I remember just feeling so like lost. And that, I think, when you know, my seven-year-old self, I think that was when I was like, you got to buck up and just figure it out.
0: Seven years old. That is is incredible that you were able to do that and have been able to do this.
1: It's exhausting sometimes, but like I said, there's so many days where I'm like, I should just go to the doctor. They'll probably give me... (laughs) five different medications and call it good and my life might be completely different but I'm stubborn
0: Uh, do you ever foresee yourself giving in or no or is that a take every day will be different
1: as of now I don't think so and I think I'm getting through like the hardest part of I don't want to say like the hardest part of my life because I don't really know what that's going to be. But, yeah, you know, my kids are growing up. They're becoming more and more independent. They don't need me as much. So I'm able to do more things. And so it's kind of getting easier now that they're a little older. But that's not to say something might happen down the road and I'm going to yeah. have to figure out my next step.
0: But for now, it seems as though the hardest part of your current awareness has been is behind you
1: yeah now it's now the dark day is really is just feeling that all you know those voids that I was talking about and how they're still there and they kind of creep up sometimes those are definitely big attributes to the dark times and I'm so thankful for the people in my life that are able to talk me I don't want to say talk me out of those moments and yeah. get me through them.
0: Talk you through them. Cause yeah. I
1: feel, I feel all those moments. I feel them, but you just, you, you just got to get through it.
0: And is, again, is it just self-talk through those moments? Uh, but if you, uh, what are you doing if you don't have someone to help talk you through? Are you journaling? Are you Are you uh, self-affir- yeah. self-affirmations?
1: Yeah, journaling. I've I I don't know. It's so it's so hard. I just I just keep doing yeah. I I figure it out. I I don't know. Writing and working that really just keeps my mind. And I don't know if it's because, you know, staying busy is what I'm used to, but it also is like some form of um stabilization, like you know, you work every day. That's always going to be there. Yeah. So keep going. You know, when a lot of people get sad, they want to stay home and they want to stay in bed where when I get sad, I need to go out and do something right now.
0: That's also so beautiful because that helps so much.
1: It really does. And I, I try to explain that to people. Like when one of my best friends went through a really hard time, I'm like, if you can just keep going, you know, get out of bed and do something every day, it will get better faster.
0: Yeah. That's actually so true. I I can think of so many instances where not doing something has just prolonged the hurt or the negativity as opposed to literally just getting up and walking outside. Doesn't even have to be anything extravagant. I don't have to go and lift a thousand pounds, but literally the act of walking out the door and getting in the car and even just sitting in the car. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be, I feel like we all, or at least, yeah, we all think there has to be this grand escape from sadness and suddenly everything's great and it's like, no. Yeah, I feel like we're just re-explaining the gaining strength to just put your hand on the door. It's literally just doing Mm -hmm. one thing. It's walking Mm -hmm. outside and getting your mail. And then maybe you come back in and you sit inside for the rest of the day. But it's still something that slowly allows your body and your brain to get out of that place.
1: Yeah, cuz you can say, you know what, I did something today versus man, I feel really upset because I didn't do anything today.
0: Yeah. And then you feel that little bit of of proud for doing something and then you're like, I'm going to do two things. Or I'm yeah, going to do this one thing for a little longer.
1: It's almost like when you start a diet and you're really good. You do you do really well the one day and then you kinda want to keep doing well because you are doing well. Yeah. You want to keep going. And then you know you have that bad that bad day and then you don't want to get back on. So every day you just have to keep trying to do your best.
0: Yeah. Just keep showing up. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, honestly, I don't have anything else. That it that was that was freaking lovely, man. Was an absolute treat.
1: Thanks for having me. I really hope that um, somewhere along the way, I mean, I know we didn't really dive into the details of anything, but I hope somewhere along the way, someone can hear this and say, "I can put that other hand on the door, and we can get through this."
0: That's all we can ask for. Absolutely. Free. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Is there? Thank you for
1: having me, dude. Of
0: course. Is there any specific... And yeah, I hope you're okay with dudes and mans. I feel like it's a little late to ask an hour and 15 minutes in. Uh, but
1: <laughs> that, no, that's like that my vocab. The,
0: okay, perfect. I was like, that is the currency of my soul as well. Uh, is there any place that the people can get you? Is there any... Yeah, what do you got going on in, in life that the people should know? Anything people can look out for or go and find?
1: Like my socials? Yeah.
0: Or websites Uh, or anything you got. What do you, you got stuff to show off?
1: We're, uh, we're triple Bree on all the socials and then existphoto.com or existphoto on Facebook. Super easy.
0: Is that E-X-I-S-T?
1: E-X-I-S-T. Yep.
0: Photo. Hell yeah. And then just T-R-I-P-L-E-B-R-I-E. Or the
1: B B B R I E. Okay,
0: I you just had to make sure. Got the B
1: in there. So, okay, well you said triple
0: Bree. you didn't say triple yeah, b that's,
1: that's You got me. You got me.
0: Okay. Yes, I get to end on a win. All right. <laughs> All right. We need to hang up fast. No. Uh, thank you again so much. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great thank rest of your day, me. of course. And yeah, I will you uh, let you know when this bad boy's coming out.
1: All right. Sounds good, dude. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my non-binary friends, there you have it. Holy hell. I feel like I was literally talking to Jewel. I, I am so enamored by people who are able to figure it out themselves and people who are able to just have that internal fortitude and that internal drive because it's something like that level of awareness is something that I haven't even had two years of yet. And she was figuring this out at seven. And that's, that's also so sad that someone has to figure that out at such an age, but what a freaking superpower to gain and just what a superpower of a human. Uh, So free. Thank you so much for that conversation and thank you for your vulnerability and for sharing all of that with us because holy hell that was awesome um so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed uh this episode um yeah like it follow wherever it is that you're listening to this and thank you for listening i'm just i'm mind blown this is this one's gonna sit with me for a bit uh so yeah thank you guys